Atari's faint-hearted saviors once again flee the town for fear of a turbulent mob. Do they seek me out to defeat me, or as a refuge from slack-jawed yokels thirsting for blood, a bulwark against waves of boorish passion? everybody it's time to roll for intent let me jam trevor and all the stories are made up and the points don't matter how's everyone doing tonight classic i guess right? it doesn't matter right yeah it doesn't. Like we've, we've already established it doesn't matter so i guess yeah you know, who, who gives a shit um, exercise and nihilism all right i had a really interesting great. discussion on the discord today about philosophy where it like delved into morality and and kant and it was yeah i I missed that one i uh, it was too short and too interesting yeah i i wish i was there for that one it was in the middle of when i was supposed to be doing real work and i made me sad that i couldn't participate more same i saw i like i like philosophy that's the kind of highbrow discussion that you get on uh the rule for intent discord that and poop jokes (laughs) along with image macros uh like the one i did earlier today about latin and necrophilia it was a fun one Oh, you made that one? Oh, and I didn't make that one, but I found it and posted it oh. against my better judgment. But it's a good it, one. It was pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm actually kind of disappointed in Micah. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Apparently, oh, can, I, can I jump in right before you do this? Just so I can throw out there. How many physics degrees does it take to remove a smoke detector? <laughs> More than one. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, right, okay, right okay. before right. right before the recording, Mike yeah. is like, I think we might have a problem. My smoke detector's beeping a bit. I'm like, uh, take the battery out. Well, yeah, I knew it, it was low on battery. Like I just it was just to warn you guys. Uh, like, I my, just heard it. And and my landlord is being slow as fuck about getting it replaced. So I am very disappointed in you because you've apparently been traipsing around Houston and uh you haven't told me you haven't come over for dinner, like you haven't even knocked on my door, gave me a call. I saw video of you on the news last night uh, up on the north side of Houston. There was a video of a wild emu running around unrestrained oh my God. between cars. It's a pretty wild, multiple people, multiple angles taking video of the police trying to chase down this emu. It's right by where I used to work. Absolutely nuts. Uh, just weaving in and out of cars. Nobody knows it's an emu. Everybody's like, look at that ostrich. Look at that ostrich. And I'm like, no, that's Micah. That's Micah. <laughs> now that emu. The Benny Hill theme is playing in my head right now. Right? You need to call Australia and see how well it is like when the the a militant force tries to take over uh, <laughs> emu territory. It doesn't usually end well. Oh yeah, man. The great emu war. Don't those things kick really hard? Oh, they'll they'll fucking disembowel you. Right? They are, those things are no, the no joke. military? Seriously? Oh no, yes. an emu will straight up fucking no. kill you. Yeah, an emu. He was kick you the shit out of you and you can like go through a glass window they could kick you through a glass window or am i thinking of cassowaries all of them i don't believe it's gonna like falcon kick you but i could imagine it would scratch you <laughs> i'm no i'm pretty sure they kick you i'm gonna look yeah really i'm they, not an ornithologist cassowaries are super super dangerous and i think they are have... bigger and stronger than cassowaries and so are ostriches yeah if cornered they will kick with their three big toed feet no i read that totally wrong with their big three toed feet <laughs> They're three big. To, they have three feet. Um, Jesus. Yeah, they'll kick you. They kick you fucking hard. Okay. Uh, another reason not to uh, go to Australia: getting falcon yeah. kicked by the local fowl. 
Something that emus also do that's really fun is they make this very deep bass kind of noise, and you can actually feel it in the like vibrate through the ground if you're close enough to them. Really, it's pretty cool when they're agitated. Like alligators do the same thing. I remember there was an episode of uh, Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe where he was on an ostrich farm and the dude was telling him like, yo, in the wild, these things will communicate in low frequency noises. And whenever they see something dangerous, they'll make like three hoots in a row. Watch. And then he goes, who, who, who. And then all the other ostriches like stand up like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, where? Where is it? It's like yelling fire in a crowded theater. It's like, it's like the video of those people on turkey farms. Where they just walk up, they go, Bleh! I love those videos. Yeah. The only reason you found out about it, Trevor, is because it finally got caught. You know, Micah, that's a, that's another question. Are you a non-avian cryptid or are you an avian crypt? Can you fly? Is this what makes you superior to a cassowary? I am the missing link to be quite honest with you. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Between chicken kind and human kind. Yes. The only one evolution didn't get. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Excellent. A man. That is is another joke throwback. A featherless bipedal. Yeah. Yeah. Dionysius threw the chicken over the over the uh the wall into I guess it was Aristotle or Plato's. Was that Dionysius or I thought that was Diogenes? It it was Diogenes. Diogenes. Why did I say Dionysus? Jesus, that's a yeah. Goddess. Diogenes. God. That was an episode what? Seven conversation, something like that? It's been a while. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, hey, what were we going to talk about? I have no <laughs> clue, man. I have no clue. Anyway. Life. Last week. That's not a segue. Jesus, you know what else? What else? You know what doesn't have life? Tovin's corpse. There we go. Got <laughs> it. Nailed, nailed it. There it is. Yep. Almost wow. as hard as you nailed him in the back of the head with that sword. Got him. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. really good. I'm Too sorry. Soon. I, had to, I couldn't shit. just be like, I couldn't just be like, well, last week. Couldn't do it. I had to keep up the streak. <laughs> last time but, we left our heroes. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, You binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. Last week, uh, the party came and found Solus up at the Hattie Shack. And found out about Tobin's fate, told Solus about the faceless stalker. He had a very mild existential crisis as he realized that Tobin's death was for nothing. Hattie invited everybody inside, just as she said, Well, I wouldn't be left out here by myself in the dark. I've lived here a long time. And you hear a howl of a wolf in the distance. Executive producer Dick Wolf. Oh, 
Dick Wolf of London. So, gentlemen, you're in Hattie's small one-room shack. The five of you, along with Asmordrin's familiar and Hattie's familiar. What's the plan? You just gonna call tonight? Wake up, head back to the gauntlet? You gonna go out in search of whatever that howl was? The world is your oyster, and the world is Otari. I feel like we should investigate. We've heard, we've known about the werewolves for so long and done nothing about it that I feel like that like I feel like it would just be a missed opportunity if we didn't at least go check it out. We could, but I don't want to stray too far from the shack. It is approaching yeah. nighttime, is it not? Yeah. It is nighttime. Yeah, it's nighttime yeah. already. Oh, we may you know, it may be, it may behoove us to even stay here overnight instead of trying to make the trek all the way back to town. I don't want to do that. Oh, I mean, yeah. she invited you to stay. So. Yeah, I yeah. think I think maybe like like Micah said, we we maybe investigate near the shack if it's close enough to if if the howls are close enough to where we can investigate it, but stay within you know seeing distance of the shack, then great. If- what I will tell you is is when it happened, you're in a relatively thick wood. Now you're at oh. the edge of a clearing, right mm-hmm. uh, where her shack is. But you can't really tell where it came from, and you can't really tell because of how it's echoing, if it's far away or mm. close. I will say that in order to try to track, it would be a absolutely ludicrously high survival check. So there's your, your inside baseball. If you want to do it, I'm okay. not going to stop you. But so you mean you we would can... know as the characters that this would be difficult to do at best. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's exceptionally hard to track a supernatural entity at night? <laughs> I think I am probably saying that. That doesn't sound right. Look out like this, and be like, I can't see it, let's go to bed. <laughs> and then we'll get it. <laughs> Sounds like the cowardly thing that uh, Billion would absolutely mm-hmm. do. So sure, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Did we Bill bury Tobin, by the way? You did, you did bury him yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. I was like, I wonder if that's just going to eat him. That'd be, that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> but did right. you bury him with salt in his mouth so he didn't rise as an undead? Uh, no, but I put coins over his eyes. Oh, see, that'll trip. do it. That'll definitely so, do it. So, pay for Charon's boat. Hattie is uh, looking about, it's like, well, I do have a little bit of stew left, if anybody's interested. Yes. Uh, I hadn't planned on five people, so it's not going to be much for everyone, but keep you tied over until you wake up in the morning. I'll, I'll go out and forage for some berries and stuff, make you a lovely uh, breakfast uh, ramps and berries and fiddleheads, but tonight you'll just have to do with uh, the stew I've got left over. Your hospitality is much appreciated, Hattie. You, you did not need to go to all of this trouble. Oh, it's simply no trouble at all. I I really, uh, the hospitality is honestly for you, Solus. I didn't know your friends would be arriving. Uh, that's why I don't have enough for everyone. I would have been able to make more. Cabin in the corner has uh, blankets in it if you want, uh, but I don't imagine it'll get too cold. The fire's roaring, and it's uh, gonna stay there, magically speaking, for a while. Well, I I think we might want to take a little time here and discuss what what we're going to do next because I I'm a little hesitant to return to town and tell them that um, Solus here has dispatched Tovin. I, I don't think that's going to exactly. Uh, win us points in any way or it might help Carmen or Johnny more than us so I, I'm not sure what do, what do you all think I can say that I can offer some experience in this regard uh, I will say that the town does not uh, 
does not take kindly to unexpected bad tidings, so to speak. So maybe we just don't tell anyone yet. My my worry is that because the information that that was it was actually a a shapeshifter, that that information has not become public, they will still believe that Tovin killed an innocent bystander. And my fear is that they will hold all of us collectively responsible for this. And if they do, we may not be able to return to town safely. But the mayor knows it was a faceless stalker. Why don't we just wait for him to tell the town? And then we can say that Tovin, we lost Tovin in battle or something. I do not know. I do not trust the mob. Hmm. Me neither. Yeah, I heard they'll put uh, cement overshoes on you and throw you over a bridge to sleep with the fishes. I think you're mistaken. I mean, you you can trust the mob, and they're going to do what the mob does. And you know what that is. So you're simply afraid of the mob. You can trust the mob. You know exactly what they're going to do. (laughs) And it won't be good. I I, I suppose you're correct. That is correct. I had not considered that. (laughs) Small comfort, I suppose. Now, the way I see it, the mayor is kind of reliant on this group, so he's not going to let things get too out of control. So why not go to the gauntlet a couple of days, let things cool down, and see what happens? I personally am a fan of the idea of telling everybody that Tovin died in some horrifying way underneath the gauntlet instead of letting him know that Solus was the one that had to put him down. Uh I agree. I agree. I don't know if that would set well with everybody else. I know it was a agreement you two had between you, and that is what it is. But uh, I don't know if everybody else would be as accepting. I also think we should tell the mayor and let the mayor tell the town, because coming from us, people are on the fence about us sometimes. Yeah, I would much rather they hear from a, a voice of reason that they already trust. Um, I do have an idea, if anybody would like to hear it. Please, go ahead. Yes, me. Well, it's it's not lost on us that we just heard some creepy howl out in the forest, and we have known about the existence of a possible werewolf for some time. And while we may have written it off at first, the appearance of the corpse and whatever the hell that noise is leads me to believe it's not all just fables. Maybe there is something a demon would we need to be wary of. But I am not getting ready to go searching for it in the middle of the night. My idea, my plan, is I know for certain that we have unfinished business, so to speak, in the second level of the gauntlet with a certain river drake that owes us a sword. I think we should go back, pay him a visit grab Solus's equipment, and then we can lie and say that the River Drake took Solus in combat and drowned him somewhere in the water underneath and we couldn't recover his body. Tovin, you mean? That's what I said. <laughs> I mean, prop- yeah. <laughs> yes. You, you, mean, you mean Tovin? Think the rat aims to kill you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm a little more worried about joining this group. It seems like everyone's always wanting to kill each other. I'm going to slowly stop sharpening these knives. <laughs> Solus, I have a question for you. Please. Can your honor withstand that sin of omission? That lie you tell by not telling the full truth? Is it not anathema to followers of Iomidate to dishonor yourself? Is that not a dishonor? 
It is. That that is correct. I need to think on it. I need to pray on it. For that reason, I I, I like Asmordrin's suggestion that we spend a couple days going between here and the Godlight and let things cool down with the town. That gives me time to think on it. And if we can bring back the head of a river, Drake. You are more than welcome, as many nights as you need here. Um, we should let somebody in town, people in town who are going to worry about us know. Like, I need to let Brelden know. We should probably tell Usif what our plan is and where we are so he doesn't think that we're dead. Who knows what kind of pandemonium the town could go into, by the way, if we're not there. As far as I know, we're the most competent protectors this town has. And every single day, something catastrophic is happening. So while I understand the sentiment to, you know, alleviate heat, so to speak, can we really afford to take that much time away from Otari when things keep happening every day? When they need us? Hattie, would you be able to keep a close eye on the town? Perhaps use your familiar as a scout to make sure things are not going awry? Yes, I should be able to do that. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be in real time, so to speak. There will be a lag as he reports to me. Though I may be able to do you one better. I promised Kashak I'd make my way back into town. At least once again. Maybe this is the time. This is the reason. Osif owes me a debt. Maybe it's time to collect. Very well. Not going to pry on that. <laughs> best you don't. It's best you don't. It'll come out in time, I'm sure. So are we staying, we're just uh, eating some stew and Mm -hmm. going to bed? Yeah, I think so. I will say, as a caution, this location to the gauntlet is not direct. It is more dangerous of a trek. It is not through a path that is on the swamp. So a journey to the gauntlet from here will add approximately two hours to the one-way travel to the gauntlet and two hours back. Damn. So you may want to prepare provisions for staying within the walls of the keep. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this part's going to be written in the history books. <laughs> when the heroes had to be on the lamb yeah, for a right? week or whatever. We've done it before. Yosef, would you be able to cook something tomorrow morning just in case we need to stay overnight in the gauntlet? If Hattie can help me find ingredients and enough to cook for all of us, sure, I can make us something to take. I was planning on using these for for the winter, but it's been such a prosperous year. She goes over to the same cabinet that she has pulled the um, blankets out of, and uh, she gets a small bundle wrapped in a cloth, like a gingham cloth, and she takes it out and uh, unwraps this bundle on the small table, and you see that there are seven bricks. They look like bricks. You don't really recognize them as anything specifically. Cocaine. Yeah, right? Lembas. Elven bread. They're yep. they're about three by three and about an inch thick. And there's seven of them. And uh, Hattie says, you're absolutely welcome to take any of this you want. What is it? Hey, this will, one of these will sustain one of you for a couple days, I believe. Yeah, give me, um, anybody want to give me a nature on that. I'll let you do a nature, I'll let you do a society on it too, which seems like two completely different things but they'll both work for this one, I think. Mm, I'll do a society. Okay, uh, can I do that untrained? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm rolling for nature. I'll do society. That is a 10 for a 
10 for a 14. I got a 16 for a 17. The 17 will do it. You smell it. And when you smell it, you recognize it. You smell uh, something very much like um, a jerky with the smell of berries in it as well. And you'd recognize this as pemmican, which is essentially a brick of tallow and dried meat and berries. And it's extremely nutritious Mm. and it's a good trail snack. Is this a fruitcake? In the real world, they were a a big Native American thing. Uh, Mm. But here, what they're going to do is each brick of this will count as four rations for the purposes Mm. of sustenance. Wow. I'm sorry. Each brick will, sorry, each brick will count as six rations. So two days worth for an individual. Okay. Okay. Not for uh, Bill. I, yeah, I'll add that to the uh, the party loot. There you go. Yeah, so however many bricks you take, multiply that by six, and that's the number of rations you have. Sweet. Yeah, I just looked this up. It looks like a no-bake. Right, but it's made of meat. Huh. A pemmican? It's pretty rad. It's like a Nutri-Grain bar beef jerky. You know, like that uh, jerky chew that you can get mm-hmm. that's like in a dip can because people yeah. are stupid? Sorry yeah. to all our listeners that We used that. that to stop dipping. <laughs> really? That's what that's yeah, me and all my baseball buddies we dipped and then to stop dipping, so we to wean off of it, you'd use that because it's the same sensation. It's just there's no nicotine. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the same. Well, it's essentially that cut. same stuff. And then you melt rendered tallow into it and form it in bricks and it dries and it pretty much keeps forever as long as you keep hmm. it dry. It's pretty great. crazy. Then yeah. I will take four. So um That'll be twenty four rations. Yep. Does this guy need to eat? And I point at point at um Muckwort. Oh, he'll he'll be fine foraging. He's he's pretty good scavenger. Okay, just making sure. All right, so are we going to call it a night? Yeah, recording's over. Good job, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hattie can Hattie's going to offer to douse the fire a bit, and uh, if everyone's ready to turn in, mm-hmm. yes, and we can uh, jump in the imagination copter directly to morning. I like it. All right, so. It's morning. It's very early morning, and you're awoken by Hattie just kind of clattering around in the shack because, you know, she's not used to guests. So she's just, like, banging pots and pans. You know, like, you know, like when you get older, you get into your, like, teens, and you go and you stay at your grandparents' house, and they forgot how to live with other people in the house because they already wake up at 5 in the morning anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's 5 in the morning, and it sounds like uh, Stomp is having a performance in the kitchen, <laughs> and they're just making eggs. That's what Hattie's doing right now. This feels like a very particular example that I feel like I can narrow down. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, it's morning. It's early. Those of you that have to do daily preparations can take the time to do so. Nobody will interrupt you. Um, if you need to go out or whatever. Um, and the day is early and it is young. And Hattie is already cooking up some fiddleheads and ramps and, and berries. And it's it's a really very nutritious but very strange tasting breakfast. I will say that. I don't know if you've ever had fiddleheads. They're great. But if you're not down with them, they're not that great. Hmm. It's an acquired taste. That's That's a really strained way of saying that. Well, seeing as how I don't have to cook, I'm going to go do some morning yoga on Tobin's grave. Ali. Not really. All right. But it'd be funny. Whatever. You already said it. It's canon. All right. Well, yeah. No, I'm doing it. Just, hey, Tobin, it's me again. <laughs> if if I may, you, you mentioned something about uh, a river, Drake. Uh, can you tell me about this? Is there anything I can do to help in this? 
in the the killing of this beast. It's big and green. Mm-hmm. And it likes water. Oh, green, yes. Oh, water. Mm-hmm. It stays in there like a little baby. But actually, it chased us last time, so maybe not. It spits uh, acidic lugus. Mm-hmm. And then they splash every... It's like, uh, it's like chunky grossness. But you were asking us about some weird fungus flower thing when we first met you and in one of the rooms that fungus flower is in that room you just gotta go around the other way the cold fungus Mm-hmm. I don't remember how to go that way but it's that way alright so spit spitting acid yes I can help with that you can make it not spit acid do you want to based on their description of it do you want to do a lore of some yes, sort on it. I think arcane works for Drake's. I believe Arcana will work. Do you have any other lore that you think would work for it? Uh, no, I have theater lore. Are there any great River Drake performers? <laughs> the theater, the theater. <laughs> that is a total of a twenty-three with a twelve on the die. Or I'm sorry, a twenty-one with a twelve on the die. That'll that'll definitely do it. Uh even with the little bit of a increased DC that I gave you because uh, you're just hearing it secondhand, you know quite a bit about this. They prefer the water. They can swim, but they can also fly, and they're, they're not very adept on land, but they have the ability to move quickly at you. Uh, and these particular river drakes would be resistant to acid. You imagine that if there is a river drake that is living here and has been unknown for a long time, it is both very cunning and very powerful for a river drake. Special care should be taken to uh, avoid uh, getting taken down by him. Okay. Well, now you know that. Is there anything specifically you'd like to know? No, I think uh, for between everyone's descriptions, it it certainly provides me with what to uh, what alchemical mixtures to make for the day. Excellent, excellent. That's what we're going for, right? Solus does his catechisms for the day. and Yeah, he uh, he prays over the uh, the sword. What is it? It's called Ricky, I think. The shield is Ricky. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to pray over Lucy and uh, imbue Lucy with my blade ally. Maybe your blade ally has its own ally. Maybe it's not just one soul in there anymore. Maybe it's the soul of another very special friend. They can do that? They're bunking? Totally can. They're confirmed bachelors. Now, which one is top bunk? What do you think? I think we know which one would top. Mock, totally. Anyway, okay, so you do your blade, ally, fun stuff. As Mordrin sets up his alchemical preparations for the day, Billiam does some squat thrusts. Does Billiam gain any weight? <laughs> no, not overnight. <laughs> okay. Damn he it. grew three inches. He's still growing. <laughs> yeah, right. The doctors can't explain it. <laughs> so it's still very early morning. It's it's pre-dawn-ish, because this is still like, what, early... It's, it's still like late fall, I believe. I can't remember what time of year this is. No, it's it's uh, late winter, so it's still... It, it gets bright a little bit earlier, but it's the you know, sun's still creeping over the trees. It's about six in the morning by the time all your daily preparations are done. Hattie has a breakfast ready for you, and you can set out upon your day, making your way deep into the heart of the fog fen, to that malevolent tower rising perilously above the swamp. Yay! 
And we do that. Fuck the shack. <laughs> are we going to try and make this more dangerous trek? Or are we going to like to the gauntlet? Or are we going to go like the way we came and then the safe way to the gauntlet? I can help you get to the gauntlet. It's a little bit little bit uh, broader, but I can get you to the trail that connects to the gaunt trail. It's a bit out of the way, and I have no problem showing you the first time, but you're going to have to make your way back on your own. And she offers to take you, and it's it's not particularly more dangerous than the other track, now that you've had a guide, but gotcha. it does take longer. It's not just like okay. a 30-minute ra- walk. You right. know, it's probably a, a good two-hour total hike to get there and back. Uh, you know, to get there, and then two mm-hmm. more hours to get back. So... okay. If you do not use your time appropriately in the evening, you will be traipsing through the swamp at night. At night. <laughs> Which may or may not be good. That's up to you. Might be good for me. I'd love to kill one of y'all. Burp my hand on the stove. At, at night. night. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys going to head in? I saw Mike again. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, let's, let's uh, make our way. All right, well, Hattie leads you, and the trip is completely uneventful. You arrive at the gauntlet at roughly 8, 8.30 a.m., sometime in there, uh, since portable clocks are not invented yet, and you're going to have to just gauge by where the sun is. you got that water clock. Somebody drank, uh, Billiam drank a bunch of water uh, before mm-hmm. he left, so he knows he's got to pee. It's been about two hours, so that's how he can gauge time. <laughs> he's got it down mm-hmm. to a science. Yeah. He does. He does. His, uh, <laughs> he's figured he's, it out. Yeah. And you guys make it into the gauntlet. Are we gonna? Are you guys gonna just like rock your way directly to the area outside of um, where the River Drake was, where you guys got the SmackDown before? Like, what's the plan for making your way into the Gauntlet this time and make your way down to where the River Drake may be? Well, as Mordred's never been here, so yeah, yeah. I would like to go. So there, there was the way from the south where we got fucked in. There was ostensibly the way from the north, which had that, uh, like, frosty mushroom in. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that would lead to the River Drake as well, and I would like Asmordrin to be able to take a look at it. That's what I was going to say, is I feel like we should show Asmordrin that, because that's what he was asking about when we first met him. So I think it would make the most sense to be like, oh, we're taking you to this place, and also this is what you were asking for. I agree. Asolus and Micah. And as we get to the gauntlet, I am going to start handing out uh, several potions. Uh, one to each of you. And uh, this, this this here, this is a um, an energy mutagen. Uh, you drink it. I have prepared it today for acid, so it will protect you from acid. But I must warn you, if you take any other type of energy damage, it will hurt more. So be, oh, no. be very careful with it. Christian, would that be great, greater, lesser, major, or moderate? Uh, the energy mutagen is a moderate so that's one for each of you. And then I'm also going to give both Solus and Billiam a moderate juggernaut mutagen. That's going to give you 10 temporary HP Ooh. plus two to fortitude, but it will give you a minus two to will and minus two to perception. So Raymond, that's just okay. remember that will not stack with your temporary hit points going into rage. So don't drink it okay. and then go into rage. Save it until either after you've raged and burned through those temporary right. hit points, or if mm-hmm. you drink it, wait till you've gone through those to rage. Can I drink it while I'm raging, or is it, or it's just, it's just is that concentrate? It's like drinking. No, a it's potion. just an action. You could, you yes, you okay, could easily cool. drink it while you're raging. Cool. So there'd just be no issue there. Sweet. 
I placed you guys up on the north side. Um, this would be in the room where you guys absolutely wrecked that skeletal minotaur as mm-hmm. it came to life last time. Because yeah. that is the direction that you came in order to find that cold fungus thingamajig. And this is there's a door right here, right? Yes. To the, to the east. Yeah. Door or there. west, west, west. What do you do now that you're making your way downstairs into uh, this space, this uh, reception room where you were able to destroy this skeletal minotaur as well as retrieve the dagger of Otari Ilvashti? Making my way downstairs. <laughs> uh, it would be we're, we're going to the west, right? So the western door. Yes, you would be going okay. to the west. Yeah, so you guys make a way west. You go down south to the hall. You find the secret door where you originally saw the spirit of Otari go down. And you thought better of delving deeper into the gauntlet. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Not to your characters. That was only like a week ago. But as far as the show, the, the, the canon of the show is concerned, um, it has been probably 30-something episodes ago. Yeah. A long time. So I'm I'm gonna turn and look to Asborgian and be like, okay, so the uh, cold fungus is down here at the bottom of the stairs, leading into this uh, fetid pool. I'm gonna let you all know because you have interacted with this before. This stuff is here, marked on the map for you. And mm-hmm. if you get too close, you realize bad things happen. Mm-hmm. It's down there. I'm not going. Hmm. So can I see this fungus to make a check on it? Yeah, um, they've pointed that I would say that they'd be able to point the patch out to you. So, um, it was yeah, like you can give me here or something, right? Yeah. Somewhere in this area. Mm. I think it's that whole green. I don't know if you can see the green box, but I think it's that green box. Yeah, oh. that's that's it right there. So, Mr. Rules Lawyer, I understand how to find a trap. But to get the information on a hazard, that is not something that's actually listed that I can find. Yeah, it's DM Fiati. Right, I know. Give me a... I'll let you give me a crafting, or uh, because you, you're assuming there's alchemical components involved, or I will also let you use nature or survival. We'll go with crafting. That's much higher than those other ones. <laughs> go for it. Ooh, that is a 19 for a total of a 31. Yeah, okay, so you know exactly what this is. This is something that's known as brown mold. If you come within five feet of it, it leaches all of the heat from the area, and it thrives on that heat, ironically, even though it is a cold fungus. It's more dangerous when fire is applied to it. It gets... it. it sucks more of that heat from the air, thus making everything around it even more cold. It also will cause it to grow rapidly. The easiest way to deal with it is to use... um, I'll probably let you use crafting if you want to, but you have to remove the mold, stem and all, like the entire patch of it, everything that's connected, all the rhizomes and everything. Uh safely from the ground and it seems to lose its uh, heat absorbing properties almost instantaneously okay yeah I will go try to try to quiet here's the next problem with that 
The second problem with that is there is no way to prevent it from leaching cold as you are making your way, or leaching heat as you're making your way to it. So you will still trigger whatever danger it holds as you reach it, but you will have the ability to try to remove it quickly. But you're still going to be in the essential cone of cold, more or less, for okay, I the understand. initial reaction. So Go I'm going to, I will spend an action to move up to it, try to disable it, but it will still hurt me. Okay, first of all, let me get a fortitude save out of you. Alrighty. I'm actually quite fortuitous. <laughs> right? Uh, 22. Alright, you're going to take half damage from this, so that's not too bad. So you're going to take uh, five points of damage. Cold. Five points of cold damage. And uh, why don't you give me a crafting check to remove that sucker, or survival? Um, I'm going to go with crafting, 13 on the die, for a total of a 25. All right, so uh, you remove it successfully, and it will not trigger any other uh, heat-absorbing instances. You'll be able to sell the components of this uh, for a value equal to five silver pieces. I will say I'm not going to give you an addition. I was thinking of giving you an additional use of alchemy for removing it, but only if you got a crit success on removing it, and you unfortunately just barely missed it. No problem. But you know what this is, and it's you. It's useful to you in your in your in your shop. But now that hazard is completely gone. You do not have to worry about the brown mold giving you problems ever again. Good job, Woo. guys. Woo. Woohoo. Woohoo. If only you were here to begin with. <laughs> we defeated the fungus. <laughs> right now you have to deal with the Drake. And you notice as this happens, it's really quiet in here. How quiet? There's no snoring like there was last time you came into this region. Quiet is the grave. Hmm. Let's go. What do you do, gentlemen? Uh, I mean, we still want to fight this thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we don't hear anything, we like we can go get Solus's sword. Uh, tread lightly. This worries mm-hmm. me. And I'm going to draw my sword. If if I may, I, I let's try to bait it out. Solus, just keep your shield and a, a hand free, and if it comes at you, just grab it, and Billiam can rush up and smash it, and. Joseph can just get in there and do his thing. We might be able to make quick work of it if it's dumb enough to fall for it. Sure. Uh, what size category is this thing? Uh, this thing is... I believe it's just medium. Last fight, it was medium. Yeah, these are medium. Yep, they're oh, okay. medium. Okay. I was trying yeah, to remember. Perfect, the token's slightly larger than the uh, space it, it's in, so I couldn't tell off the top of my head. That is a good idea, yes. Then I will put away my sword and draw my shield. Maybe drink your potion. Both of them. What's the duration on those potions? Uh, the energy mutagen is 10 minutes, so that one's going to be a while. The uh, juggernaut is only one minute. Hmm. So yeah, are you guys going to take your uh, energy yeah. mutagens? Are we? Yeah, well, I'm sure. not going to take mine yet until I see this thing. I feel like I want to see it. Oh, and just as a, a side note, I'm going to use one of my quick alchemies just for a super crappy elixir of life to restore whatever it gives me from the damage I took from the cold, which is a two on the die, of course. So I restore two. <laughs> Those things are so mm-hmm. dumb. Well, two, two out of five, you know, better than nothing. Barely. All right. So are you going to try it from this way or are you going to try to make your way back around and make your stand where you did last time? What's your plan? Because you're at a bit of a choke point. I mean, last time was a bit of a choke point. I mean, that's last time had like a just as many stairs and in narrow passageways. So it's either yeah. we fight it in the water or we bait it back up into the 
small room where we yeah. killed these centaur. Yeah, uh, it's the same in both areas, baiting them to a smaller room. That would be my bet. That's what I. That's what I would vote for. Try and bait it into a room, and that we can shut the doors and keep it and circle it. All right, I'm done with that sickness. If uh, Solus has got a shield out, I'm gonna make eye contact with everybody, and I'm gonna grab a rock and throw it into the water and see what happens. Yeah, I am not gonna be in front. <laughs> <laughs> Toss a rock. But <laughs> don't. And Trevor, I am drinking my energy mutagen. I have mine in my hand. Perfect. Nobody hears anything with the exception of Yosef. As you throw the rock and he hears a very subtle sloshing in the water. And it feels, you have the feeling that it's getting closer, whatever that was. It approaches. And I think we all should go ahead and just roll for initiative. Get ready. Right now. Oh. All right. Bill has Alondra out. Oh. All right. So, as Mordrin, what you got? 18. All right. Solus. 8 for a 16. Yosef. 1 for an 11. <sighs> oh, man. Billiam. Starting off strong. I got a uh, 15 for a 22. Good stuff. You know how much easier this is on a computer that doesn't suck, guys? <laughs> how much easier? So much easier. <laughs> all right, so you are all in initiative. You cannot see this thing. You know something's coming, but you have no idea where it is. At the top of the round. Billiam, you're at the top of the initiative order. Billiam. What's the plan? The plan is to wait. <laughs> Bill's going to delay. Um, obviously, we can't see anything. Solus is... I'm assuming Solus, although not on the map in front, because he has his shield drawn, I feel like I'd be standing behind um, Solus. I don't know how far you are, Solus, down the stairs. But I imagine that Solus would be in the front of this column, right? Yeah, that's sure. my. That was my thought, because sure. you said yeah. you walked up with your, yep. with your shield. Pardon. So probably, yeah, right, right along this column. And Bill's going to delay and wait. And I don't need to say when I will do my turn, right? Or do I? No, you uh, do not. No, I, because okay. you're not yeah. readying an action. Perfect. Yep. Just standing there, Halandra's in my hand, and just just waiting. Cool. With bated breath. I will say that you can't take your turn in the middle of another action. So if somebody's already right. started your turn, you can't say, oh, I'm going to start it now. Right, right so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. With delay, you, you as soon as someone's turn is over, you have the option to say, I'm going to go now. You cannot, Perfect. in the rules, yep. you cannot go in the middle of another turn. Or during Perfect. their turn, I'll let you say, hey, after he's done with this action, I'll do it, right? Okay. Perfect. Cool. Asmordrin, you are up. Uh, Asmordrin will also delay. Excellent. Those of you that have dealt with this River Drake before, you see something very, very familiar. As a head pops out of the water. And rears back and hocks a loogie at the position where Yosef is. Oh man! So here comes the loogie. Here comes the sun. Doodle-doo-doo. Uh, I need you to give me... I need everybody to give me a reflex save. Damn it. <laughs> Even me? I'm 10 feet away? Yeah, it's a 10-foot ten 10-foot ten burst. Really? All right. That's better than my initiative roll. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Let's start with Yosef. 24. Cool. You, that's a success. Uh, as Mordrin. 11 on the die for 22. Success. Solas. 19. Fail. Damn it. Billiam. 24. Success. Hey. All right, so let's see what everybody takes here. Twinning. So those of you that succeeded are going to take seven points. Damn. Minus you have, this is acid damage. So those of you that took your anti-acid energy damage dealio will have that DR applied. What is that? Two? Two DR? Five. Sorry, five, five DR. Wow, good job. You'll get five DR off of that, so you'll only take two points of damage. However, Billiam uh, will take seven points. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Solus, I'm sorry, you'll take ten points because yep. you failed yep. your save. You suck. Right? And Damn it. for its final action, it's going to come at Solus seemingly wanting the other part of his armament that he did not take last time. And that is the end of its turn. Solus, you're up. Okay. Um, are we trying to draw it into the previous room? I believe so. I believe that's yeah, the plan. Yeah, I think plan. that was the plan, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, then I would... I I think because there's too many of us here right now, we're just going to stay yeah. so bottlenecked. I think yep. we should... Yep. Uh, is it like I'm wondering, do I, do I grapple it right now or do I grapple no, it later? No, I would honestly use your first action to try to push it. We need one space so that Billion can get out there. Okay, yeah, good idea. Uh, first action, yeah, I'm going to try to shove it. Oh, push. Right. Okay, and that, shove. that is going to be... Shoulder check, Absolus. What is the roll for that? Is that in athletics? Athletics. That's in athletics. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I hope that was a good ooh. Mm-hmm. 12 for a 24. Just barely. You push it yes. five feet nice. backwards. You have the opportunity to follow it. For uh, a yeah, I'm, gonna take a, I'm going to take a step forward as well. Cool. So that's is your that first part action. of the shove. Yes. Yes, it you is. Can follow it. Okay. Yep. All right. Then for my second action, I would like to try to grapple it. Oh, yes. Remember, this is going to be at a minus five. Yep. This is, again, an athletics check. Okay. God damn it. Two for a uh, two for a <laughs> nine. Oh <laughs> that is a failure. It's not quite a cri- yeah. critical failure. Okay. Lucky for you, but it is a failure. Yeah. And you've got a single action left. Yeah. For my third action, I'm going to raise my shield. Excellent. Really good turn. Good job. I will go after Micah. Perfect. Let me move you in the order. Boop. All right. As Mordrin, you're up. I am going to pull out one of my crappier of bombs, my bottled lightning, and hurl it at the creature, choosing to only affect it with the splash damage. That is a yes. That is a 18 on the die for a 28. That's a hit. So it is going to take six points of electrical damage, and it is flat-footed until the beginning of my next turn. Oh, oh my god. Nice. See, this is what you needed. Y'all needed an alchemist. Or yep. somebody that just knows the rules. <laughs> and I am now going to try to intimidate it. I am not the best at this, but if I can save an action from Billiam, that will be good. Uh, uh, eight on the die for a total of 15. That's probably not going to cut it. Uh, doesn't quite do it. All right. And for 
my last action. I've got a couple of these, so I'm only at the minus five. I like my odds here. I'm going to try it. Another, yes, what, 17 what on the die. So the, oh, I am throwing another bomb at it. I'm throwing my moderate blight bomb. So that is a 17 on the die for a total of 22 against his flat-footed armor class. That's a hit. Yes. yes. All right, so it takes eight points of poison damage plus another three points of splash, a total of 11. And on its turn, it's going to take 2d4 persistent poison damage. <laughs> Damn. Hell yeah. wow. So I take 11 points of damage. What is Home. all that shit you just threw us, Mordrin? Yeah, I know. He's just like hurling <laughs> bombs <laughs> over everyone's head. <laughs> Two explosive little glass vials back to yeah. that. They have a spiral on them. <laughs> Tom Brady fucking... He actually has some DNA from Brett Favre in his uh, yeah, right? in his his flesh work profile. I do have Favre lobber, so it lets me throw them thirty feet, which I am using right <laughs> oh, now. Oh yeah, was that was that Favre lobber? <laughs> yeah, Favre lobber. <laughs> hey, um, Billiam, before the next yeah. turn happens, I'm going to give you the opportunity if now you wanted to step in. I'm going to go after Yosef. Oh, perfect. That's what I was okay. going to wait for it. Yeah, Yosef, you're up. Okay, quick question. Is this space on the other side of the Drake? Is that considered uh, stable ground or is that like uh, yes. water? Yep. Okay, I'm going to uh, move up 10 feet and then I'm going to use my second action, I believe, to tumble through to wind up on the other side. I'm going to roll an acrobatics check. Uh, 25. That's a success. Okay. And now that I'm on the other side, I'm going... As you do that, as you roll through, the tail whips around. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Oh, no. And smacks you. Or attempts to smack you. I was wondering why he hadn't used it yet, but I didn't want to say anything. (laughs) That's a 25 to hit? Yep, that hits me. All right. Here comes that damage. 15 points. Oh, damn. Okay, okay, I would like Solus would like to use retributive strike. Of course you would, you jerk. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> reduce the damage that you take by six. Six. Yeah. Is it yeah. six yeah. now? Yeah. Yep. Six. Yep. Yeah. So you're gonna take nine points of damage instead. And I'm going to strike him with my hand. Punch him. Punch. Okay. Slap him. <laughs> Two for a twelve. Not rolling. Yeah, that's, that's that's not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. is not going to do it for you. Sorry. At least I reduced the damage. And uh, for my last action, I'm going to manifest my uh, my weapon. What was your first action? I was gonna. I, I was gonna mention that. Up. Well, you ran and then you tumbled through. Doesn't that all count as one? Yeah, because you're trying to go movement. through. That's as all one action. You have enough movement speed. You yeah, but I have to stride half of my speed when doing that, and it's 25 feet to get exactly where I am. If I only like move up so many feet. Oh well. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, you should have been able to do all that as one action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, well, I don't have to trip it, so I'm just going to roll to hit it, because it's already flat-footed, and I'm flanking it. it. You will. I'm fucking... Natural 19, you son of a bitch. (laughs) What's that total? Uh, That totals out to 30. Oh, that's a crit, buddy. (laughs) Nice. There we go. Oh, So remember, you get sneak attack damage. Give me your sneak attack damage too. All right, yeah, because that's that's not doubled though. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes, that's crazy. I always it. forget that they never critted uh, precision damage in one e. So, <laughs> okay, five. So an additional ten for that. 
Nice. So 26 points of damage in total. I need you to oh. describe your kill. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah. Asmordrin lit that thing up. You had yeah, it true. so close to dead on the last encounter. Really? You were oh, so, so close. And things only it, heal. I mean, everything heals at a specific rate, right? Yeah. It only healed a certain amount. It's only been three days. Uh, so we came back it was not at full health. Yeah. I imagine it, like, trying to break through Solus's defenses. And he's, like, got both arms on his shield trying to push it back and its claws and teeth. Are trying to reach over the top of the shield to get to his beautiful face. And much like the bombs had whipped past his beautiful skull moments before, <laughs> a chain whips past, wraps around the neck of the wyvern, and slams it into the concrete wall next to it, and it topples to the ground. Nice. Hell God, yeah. that Muller feet is paying off. <laughs> I didn't grapple, but if I could if I needed to, even on a large... Well, you could have anyway. Yeah. It was a medium, so... I always forget, like, this thing is medium because it's a river drake. Right, exactly. Just imagine it being bigger. Yeah, I didn't have the points to get the moderate lightning bomb. Next level, I'm going to take it. But I knew that Jake was going to love that because that the duration for the flat footed, because it's still the beginning of my next turn, is huge for the road. (laughs) So good. I don't have to trip. I don't have to waste an action tripping. You don't have to waste an action getting into flanking position or anything. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Bam. I really only had to because of how narrow the ground is right here. So. All right. Wow. So you guys (laughs) made easy work of that. There's a couple reasons. One, it was weaker, but you guys are stronger, too. There's a pretty significant power bump going from three to four, honestly. So because you get that second free archetype feat as well. Yeah. So in the waning moments of this creature's life and you can smell its blood oozing out, all you can hear is the sloshing of the water. What does it do? You know that Solus's sword is somewhere near here. And as a draconic entity, you know it probably had some sort of horde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the water is deep. The water is dark. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish my maneuver. And then go, uh, oh, oh, okay. I didn't expect that to be over so quickly. That, yes, that was a lot easier than I expected. This thing seriously kicked our ass. Solus, you have some persistent damage to uh, attend to as well because okay. you failed your reflex save. So first I'm going to give you a d6. So that's going to be four points of acid damage, which you overcome. Yep. yep. Right? You're good. Uh, but give me a give me a flat check to get rid of that acid. Okay. Natural 20. Perfect. Ooh. No more acid. Nice. There's, there's your high much roll da- right there, buddy. How much yeah, was the go. persistent damage? Five. Okay, so you took no damage. Sorry, yep. four. Yep. Yeah, he took no damage. Wouldn't have mattered. It was four damage. So you're here in this pool where Lucy somewhere lies and mm-hmm. the cache of the Drake's things somewhere lies. What we doing, can boys? We, can we... Um... Can we do an investigate? Like, or could, like, can we search this this area, like the whole pool? You absolutely can. Um, it'll take you some time. I'm going to say it's going to take you like a solid hour to get a thorough search of this entire pool. That's fair. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the other room wasn't there a ton of like broken boats or not broken boats? Um, yeah, we haven't gotten over there yet. No, we, that's where we were. That's where we started the last 
Right. The last encounter up in that room, there was a bunch of boats, if I'm remembering correctly. We yeah, could, probably one right. of them was Rins. Yeah, and we could maybe grab one of those boats and, and sort of or not roll around Rins, the water. Uh, Rins, Sorry. And that's where you lost Lucy, so unless the Drake took it somewhere, we can check that place first. would make the most sense to Bill. Yeah, you and, can make your way around, or you can swim. And I think uh, for the most part, um, I'm going to probably hand wave the swim checks. Honestly, okay. because I'm not too concerned about it right now. I'm more concerned about the amount of time it's going to take you to do all this. So if you want mm-hmm. to search everything thoroughly, since this is dark and whatnot, it's going to take you a solid hour. And I still need to get perception checks out of you to figure out if you find anything worthwhile. Okay. Well, Solus, I think all we right. should go look for your sword first. I think that's more important <laughs> than this thing's loot. That would be. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. So yeah, I guess Bill will swim. This is because we can see. I'm, I'm wondering we could see across. Yeah, you this. have dark vision, so you can yeah, see no so, problem. So this is where we were, and I'm like boats. He still starts checking for holes Good. at the bottom of boats. <laughs> I hope you do find your relic sword, but I am also trying to find this draconic horde. So you boys keep doing what you're doing. That's that's all right. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna use it, do a perception check to try to find it. Gimme, gimme, gimme. 12 for a 20. You are able to make your way right to where you think you fell and you reach your hand down and it finds purchase on your sword almost immediately. Oh, as if hell gui- yeah. your hand nice. was guided there by the inheritor herself. Oh. You're now back in possession of your plus one longsword. Nice. He rubs the shaft. Oh, I owe a be praised. Finally, some good news. So anybody that's going to be looking for the other snuff, give me some perceptions. Yeah. Can, I, can, Bill, can Bill grab one of these boats and put it on the water? None like of these any boats of them are, salvageable? In a, are in a suit, to, in a state that will float. Can I use a crafting to put it together? <laughs> it takes you some time. You could, yeah. you could, I would get, if you have crafting, I would give you. Uh, I'll uh, take care of that for you, Billiam. I probably could. I got a plus could, seven crafting. I, I've almost doubled that. Why don't you let me take it? Oh, God damn. <laughs> Bill just doesn't want to swim. It's a lot of swimming. It's got 18 on the die yeah. for a 30. It'll take you about 15 minutes, uh, but you have time. You, you, you're you able to salvage pieces from other boats and, and make a salvageable uh, or serviceable boat that you're going to be able to tool around in this water with. Though it will only hold two of you. Joseph, if you want to swim? Well, you guys are doing this the entire time. I've been looking. I oh, rolled perfect. already. Okay. Oh, gosh. Give me that okay, roll. Perfect. I got a 23 perception. Yeah, you find that chest, no problem. It's down in the southwestern portion of the cavern. Oh, um, okay. It's like a, like a, a tangled mess of roots and and vines and as you pick your way through it you start feeling things with your hand and pulling them out bit by bit you take handfuls and handfuls of coins you find 36 gold as you're as you're digging through this cash um there's some sort of axe there's a magic there's a um there's a magical wand in this there's a wayfinder 
and oh. there is some sort of rune that oh. you're going to have to make a crafting rune. check on. <gasps> Boys, get over here. Jackpot. <laughs> We're coming, and we start paddling our boat. <laughs> I found its little cachet over here amongst these twisted nuts and vines in the corner here. Bunch of money, a weapon. Pretty sure this is a magical stick of sorts, useless to me. Mm, and a, ooh, a rune. I'm going to roll a crafting check on that right the fuck now. On the rune? Yeah, I got a 21. Natural nice. 13 plus 8. Uh, this is a striking rune. <gasps> the, lesser, the, the lowest one, the lesser striking rune. Oh, you mean the one that still just gives you an additional damage die? Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So still really good. Yeah, right. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, are we going to fight over this? <laughs> you found it? Finders uh, keepers. Hand me that one. Let me let me see if I can make heads or tails of that. Yeah, no, I can't figure this out here. Uh, 13 on the die for a 25 crafting. You recognize this as a wand of magic missile level one. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, I'll just hold on to this. I know that one. <laughs> If anything's beyond 30 feet. Yeah. Got a little bit more range, some more yeah, exactly. options. Uh, Bill like looks that. at Mordred and goes, we should go through this little area right here and, and see what's on the other side. Hey, wait, before you go, mm-hmm. what is this X? Oh, yeah, there's I forgot about the X, sorry. Is, this, is it magical? Like, I guess I would know. Um, I mean, you could somebody could do a detect magic on it if they have it, but I don't think anybody has detect magic. No, I'll just do a crafting check because I, I have the feat for crafting identify for magic equipment Perfect. anyways. Go for it. Uh, 17 on the die for a 29. Damn. Damn. This is what's known as a retri- is this is what's known as a retribution axe. This is a plus one great axe bearing oh. the design of a human skull. Ooh. Whenever oh. a creature damages you with an attack, the skull changes its appearance to look like the face of that creature. You gain a plus two circumstance bonus to your next damage roll against that creature before the end of your next turn. What? Wow. I want that. That's also a D12 weapon. Yes, it right? is. Isn't that, aren't great, great axes D12? Uh, great, a- great axe, um, actually. Yes, yes, yes they are D12. I'm looking at yeah, it right now. D12. Yep. Oh my! Oh my God, Billy! If we gave I this, I would like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it's in the it's in the loot. It's in the party loot. Perfect. All right. Is that going to replace Halandra? No, no it's going to replace, replace my Halandra. mall though. Yeah, it'll replace my mall though for sure. Especially if we're fighting <gasps> like a single single creature. Not Darth yeah. Maul. Yeah. This piece of shit. <laughs> Throw it in the water. No, I'm just kidding. And the wand of magic missile. Anybody want to specifically get a hold of that? Uh, I'll hold on to it. I have used magic device or whatever that is called nowadays. Yeah, trick magic item now. Yeah. Um, That's what it's called. Before we move on, I feel like we should discuss now who gets this striking rune because it is invaluable. I don't need it, so (laughs) count me out. I gave you the Wayfinder, Yosef, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Um, I guess, is that... I guess we wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if that was magical. That'd be something that Esmorge would have to roll on. It's just a standard wayfinder. Um, it's not a pathfinder wayfinder. It, is it? It, well, all, pa- all wayfinders are pathfinder wayfinders, right? Oh, okay. So you can roll a society on it to find out some more information on it, but it's pretty mundane and doesn't really help you guys currently, but it may in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a plus eight. Oh, shit. Dice down. 
fell off my desk. I'll try that again. Uh, 16. Nah, you can't really... You don't really know much about it other than it's a wayfinder. I look at it and say, neat, when I take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take a look at it if you like, Yosef. Oh, sure, yeah. I don't know what it is, really. Or why it's here. Uh, I don't know why the drink yeah. would have kept it. 14 on the die for 20... Oh, uh, wait, that's plus... So, yeah, 26. It is a standard wayfinder. It will allow you to invest an Aeon Stone into it to gain its resonant power, and you can use it to cast light as a single action, um, and it functions as a standard compass. Nice. Nice. Nothing super special. As for the striking rune, um, I don't know, Yosef, what do you think? We both attack, and Solus, all three of us. Um... I guess if we're going from a pure numbers standpoint, like mm-hmm. when you hit, you hit really hard. Mm-hmm. So if we can give you I will additional say, damage however, die. I will say, however, if I'm, if I'm going to be, maybe I shouldn't be meta helping. I think the person that strikes the most, though, is still going to be Solus because he has yeah. his, he has his reaction. Strike. Yeah, true. that is yeah. true. Because yeah. I was just going to say, you get to add it to retributive strike and that would make the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm uh, totally also you to get shuffle through you. your weapons to get uh, optimum damage types too. True, that's true, and I can only put it on yeah. one weapon too. So yeah, that makes sense. What is the party loot? Uh, a striking rune is only sixty-five gold. Uh, we, yeah, we have we have about just in, just just in liquid cash, we have one hundred ninety-four gold. We should go shopping. Yeah, we probably should be spending that. You could the other two melee fighters can also get one if we just that's spend true. the money, which is probably advisable. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, they could get almost get two of them, especially if they sold a couple things. They could get two of them, mm-hmm. which we could. There's a lot of things we can sell. Oh, easily. Yeah. Plus, we don't need light. Yeah, it's for pussies. I got <laughs> like dark vision for. <laughs> I think we all have dark vision, don't we? Yeah, yeah. you all do. Every single member of this adventure that has been into the Godlight has dark vision yeah. so far. Yep. That's it. That is everything in this space, but I will say that there are portions of this floor that you have not journeyed mm-hmm. into yet. Well, we're working on that, alright? We're moving through this narrow space to the uh, northwest. That just brings Ooh. you outside. That's outside? You are now outside. Oh. Yes, you come out that hole, and you are underneath the pier. Oh, oh shit. Oh, well, wait, a- is this Yinyasmarin's boat? Uh, maybe there's a full working boat here. Yes, Yinyan's Barnes boat would be right out there. Yes. Oh my god. Well, I know once we talked about taking this to avoid a bunch of. Oh, I guess there's a swamp monster though, so never mind. Never mind. Well, if I may, I, I've heard the the little lizard man screaming about the Mifflets that lived upstairs. The whole town's heard about it. His ranting is quite impressive. There's plays <laughs> about it in town. It, they're quite funny. But <laughs> I feel maybe we should make a base camp up there if those pathetic little creatures were able to survive until you guys showed up and ruined their lives. True. I feel we could probably make a pretty good go at it up there. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's a little harsh. That mm-hmm. is one way to characterize our experience of the Mifflets. Not, not altogether inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong, as my son would say. <laughs> sure, they may all be dead. I definitely think we should somehow save this boat, just in case we ever need a boat in the future. And we could return it to Nyanyasmara. Yeah, I just I was going to return it to my boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't look like it looks like these are broken, right? These these wooden stakes. It looks that like it's just like underneath the pier. 
Yeah, those yeah, look just like underneath the beams, pylons to hold the pier up. Yep, that's exactly what they are. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. You okay. must construct additional pylons. Well, now we know on our way back, we can return it. You know, returning with the head of the river drake might go a long way to helping with the old, you know, uh, standing oh, in town. This is true. Let uh, me go cut it off real quick. Yeah, Billiam, put that <laughs> new axe of yours to good use. Yeah. If you if it doesn't work out, I can just use my chain too. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna cut this thing off. I don't know if I need to roll for it. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. You know what? You know what actually, actually, I want, I want, I want you to roll a crafting with it too. Okay. As you cut See that how sucker badly off. You, you exactly. See how badly know, you right? handle it. Hey, I, my crafting is not. <laughs> Awful. 17 for a 24. You're good. Wow. Cuts clean. Yeah. Cuts clean. You're good. <laughs> These new dice are doing me well. It's like you've done this before. <laughs> yeah. With a studied hand of a taxidermist. So, Chuck Testa. You've bested the River Drake. You took the head. I imagine you may have thrown it in your bag of holding, which somebody ought mm-hmm. to be carrying. Yes. What do you do? You're invigorated. Yeah, we are. The, is, is everyone okay? I, I have some. I do have a, some small medical knowledge. If if everyone is okay, oh, I'm down a, seven. I'm good. I'm a little hurt. I'm I'm down fifteen, sixteen. Uh, whatever that means, you know. <laughs> I I've been dying. Ooh, you are in luck. I rolled a nine for a fifteen exactly. <laughs> nice. Yay! Give me that. I'm not super baby. great at this. I need. I really need a wand of soothe. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, an eight and a three. So you get 11 back. Yeah, that's good enough. I'm at 41 out of 46. Excellent. All right. Okay, so we still have more of this floor mm-hmm. that we I have not explored. I don't remember where, though. Do you remember where to get to? I, I haven't been anywhere, so tell me what, <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs> it would be up at the north side. I understand we've swapped the map around, so you guys don't have mm-hmm. everything you've explored anymore. Yeah. Um, that I should have mm-hmm. rectified that already. But it's up the northern side of the map, northeastern specifically. There is a double door that you have not entered. Did we enter the other doors in this? You have been this everywhere else in this floor, except, except for this here. hallway. Oh, Are, is, is this, this one door or these two doors? It's, it's a, a double, double door. door. Okay. Uh, I will walk up to it and listen. Roll that perception. 19. You hear a faint magical thrumming. There is a a, 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 a hum of magical energy behind these doors. We're ready. I'm going to manifest my spike chain and open the door. Huh. Okay. Right. Kachunk. Uh-oh. Oh. You look down and you can see that there are these alcoves on either side. Uh-huh. And, uh, Yosef, you recognize something is off about them, but you're not quite sure what. But you suspect it's some sort of trap. There's several wide alcoves adorning the walls in this L-shaped hallway, and each of these alcoves contains a small diorama of a city facing different perils. They're all the same city, One of them has a massive fire. One of them has a devastating tsunami. There's a thunderous earthquake, an attack by an enormous tentacle aberration, and an invasion of the army of undead. 
I I think I'm already going to know the answer to this, but can I roll to see what city this is? Yes, you absolutely can. Give me a society. Okay. 15 for a 17? It is as unmistakable as a city of Absalom. Yep. Hmm. It's her little vision board. Okay, well, um, before you move, there is a trap. Where is it exactly? There are many traps in here. Yeah, I, I did a bunch of secret checks for you as you came in the door. Every one of these dioramas represents a trap. Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> Do not touch the cities. All of these platforms are trapped. I do not know how. Um, if you get within 10 feet of any of them, so any farther than you've walked now, you will trigger something. You're not sure what. You can attempt to sneak up to them to not trigger the trap and then attempt to disable it if you'd like. That is what I would like to do. All right, tell me which one you want to disable first. Like I said, every single alcove represents a trap. Hmm. I'm going to go to the one that is closest to me because I walked in out of the double doors. The so one that's going to be the, right. the southeasternmost one. As you get closer, yeah. you notice that this one specifically is representing Absalom as if it is engulfed in a great conflagration, burning the entire city to the ground. Let me get a stealth roll out of you first to creep up to it. Okay. All right. 26. All right. You are good. You're able to get close enough to it. All right. Now give me a thievery to try to disable it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Natural 19. <laughs> nice. For a 30. All right. You have disabled the first trap, but you have more. I have a question. Go for it. After disabling the first trap, can I tell the nature in which it is trapped and what would have happened if I had triggered it? It's an arcana, maybe. I do have a plus eight to arcana. Give Ooh. me that roll, buddy. Uh, 12 for a 20. Not quite, unfortunately. Okay. You imagine it was not good. <laughs> hmm. Do I know that if it's triggered by weight or sight or something? Like, do I know what'll trigger it? Proximity. Does it have to be something alive or just something close by? Uh, alive. Shit. All right. I was going to see if I could trigger it somehow, but it doesn't look like I can. The one across the hall appears to be the same city being engulfed by a massive tsunami. Waves hundreds of feet high towering above the city walls, crashing over and over again. You can see small facsimiles of people screaming and being swept out to sea. Horrifying. She really took a lot of care in this work. I guess so, huh? Labor of Made love. dioramas for it and everything. <laughs> you know what? Here's stealth? the irony. My wife, the lovely voice of Belcora, makes dioramas too. <laughs> <laughs> Are they of the city of Houston being engulfed in flames? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, she may be on a list. Uh, <laughs> all right. I guess I'll, I'll attempt to sneak up to the one directly across from it where it is being tsunamied, the city of give Absalom. Me that, give me that stealth roll. Okay. Uh, of course. Natural one for a, oh. a, a 12. 
as you step up to it, you can see these ripples of water that are cresting onto the top of the the diorama. But as you get closer, it's like everything stops and the entire thing seems to almost shift inside out and all of the energy that was poured into making that water discorporates from the diorama and this beam of energy shoots directly at you and we'll find out what that means next week. Oh, oh come no. on! Well, I don't have, you know, I have Larry to start with Damn this. She's a little bit higher for this. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfi. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>